The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the SEO manager for MediaWiz. Johnny! Hey, how's it going? <laughs> good. Very good. We're just talking about all the upcoming events. You're going to PubCon, and we're trying to figure out who's recording yeah. what and when, and oh boy. Going to be at a PubCon, actually speaking on reputation management on Thursday, so come by and see me if you're not. Um, hey, if, also, Ross, I know you're going to a WordCamp in Victoria over the weekend, that weekend? Uh, I think it's a little ways away, isn't it? It's like next month. Um, so, was, so I'm speaking at it, so I better be. <laughs> actually, I was I was going to try to go, and it's the same time as the one I'm going to in New York, so it's the 14th of this month. So you got some <laughs> oh, <laughs> better start preparing. I guess so. <laughs> but yeah, WordCamp on both coasts are going to be hidden, so... Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'll be speaking on um, um, SEO for WordCamp and, and uh, take all the stuff I've learned from Yoast over the over the last few months on his site and his uh, show. And Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. Nice. And today, we're doing competitor analysis. Nice. Yes. Both something, something we both like. We love getting down in the nitty-gritties and tearing apart yeah. the competition. <laughs> yeah. Why am I doing better than you? Why are they doing better than me? Exactly. Yes. It's one of my favorite things. I especially like telling clients, like, they give me a call and they want me to do it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I love it. I just tear, tear them apart and find out what's going on, make them tick, and, and uh, you know, don't reinvent the wheel. Figure out what they're doing right and apply it to your own site. I love getting those calls, too, because it's like the client will call and say, I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden, competitor B is now above us. And we've been above them for years, and all of a sudden, they're above us. What happened and why? And it's actually kind of fun to try to figure out why. It is. It's When it gets to that, kind of like that's a good example of one that's kind of tough because you can only guess with a lot of educational guessing. I mean, you're looking at you can find certain things. What exactly it was that made the change, who knows? Um, but you can usually find some really good pointers on how to improve their site, and then that gets them up there. Yeah, that's very true. So where do we start? I guess the initial considerations, you had some good thoughts there. Well, I guess it really depends on what the goal of your competitive analysis is. I mean, are you trying to find out who your competitors are in a specific market? Or are you looking at a specific guy and you want to know why he's doing better or he's changed all of a sudden? So there's really that you got to kind of figure out what the goal of your analysis is. And depending on which one of those kind of things, are you looking at the market or are you looking at specific people, your analysis is going to change completely, I think. Yeah. And, you know, when we, when we do competitors, which is mostly what we do, I, I can't actually recall doing a market one, at least for a few years. Um, I, what I like to do, um, a lot of my clients will say, oh, right, these are my big competitors. I'm like, okay, well, that's interesting, but we're dealing with why are they better rankings than you? So we tend to pick the competitors out of the top 10. 
um, hopefully top five, unless there's Amazon and guys like that. And we don't want to try and do a better analysis on them unless we're talking some Fortune 500 club. Right. But, and, but then, now that brings up a good point, though, Ross. If you're going to pick you know, the competitors out of the top 10, top 10 of what? Which terms are most important for that market? Which terms are most important for that client that they're bidding on? So the top 10 for this phrase might be you know, significantly different than the top 10 from this phrase, mm-hmm. but it's in the same market. Yeah. So I think I think that's where keyword research comes into play here as well. Yeah, I guess so. When we do it, we've got um, I, I, I've always done it. I think everyone's got their own way of doing it. But in our case, we would say, all right, what? Usually, the client's calling us because they've been they plummeted or something on a particular key phrase. They're a big money maker, so right. we already have the one we're going to target. And yes, there are other important ones, but when we target that, we would go through it and then figure out what. The competitors did differently. What might have changed? What might heck? What the client might have done wrong on their own site that made them happen? The competitors may not have done anything different. Um, right. And then from that, we figure out where the competitors are, are ranking as well, and we figure out you know maybe there's some keywords they hadn't thought of, or maybe there's other ones that seem to be really competitive. So we sort of reverse engineered, I guess. Okay. How do you do it? Um, I, it sounds like I do it opposite from the way you do it because I, I try to find out specifically. You know, if they if they do come and they come and say, "Hey, look! All of a sudden, we've been taken over by a competitor." My first question is, "Well, for what terms? All your terms? One or two of your terms? Um, if it's all your terms, most likely it's not your competitor that has an issue; it's you that has an issue." So, so that's the first kind of question that I'm asking: is you know, what are we analyzing from a targeting perspective? First of all, and then when you go look at the competitor's site, you can you can also take a look at it from those specific terms and say, well, he's ranking better for this term because he's got it in his title tag, he's got it on the page, it's in his navigation, you know, those kind of things where you don't have it in your title tag; it's not in your navigation. So it sounds like we do kind of an opposite approach to it. Yeah, I mean, I guess if we consider questions, there are certain elements of your question there that would come up just in a normal talk. Uh, you know, we would be asking, you know, about the background around this. You know, did he lose it everywhere? Is yeah, definitely something would come up because, right. you know, if, if, if that's the case, then maybe they've got a Google penalty and we just change this into a site audit, you know? Exactly. Yeah, there's no question that does come up. Um, and then, then we we generally target one phrase though at that time, so that we can just go, all right, these guys are in the top. What is it they do differently? And right. uh, that's I like that because I can keep it focused. And I have, I figure the less variables, the better chance I can find something of, of real value. Um, it also makes it smaller because if we went for multiple keywords, it would just be a massive report, which clients either can't afford or just don't want to read. Right. Very true, right? and then that's that's kind of where I specify whether you're doing a market analysis or a specific competitor. Yeah. If they, if you're doing a market analysis, you look at a number of keywords and you look at a number of competitors who's showing up for those sets of keywords. And I'm not not going to go in and do a detailed analysis of each competitor. I'm doing more of a overall analysis of the market. So I, I think it's almost maybe we're we're just talking about two different versions of the same thing. Probably. We, we do that occasionally. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny because that's, I think, just the nature of our industry because none of us had official training. There isn't really anything that uh, I would, you know, in my opinion. Um, so when it comes to this, it's more like we've invented our own way of doing it from logic and yeah. know what works and what doesn't work because we've been doing it so long. Right. So so let's let's stick to, to what, you, what, what you were talking about. If we were looking at a specific site – 
and we're doing an analysis of a specific competitor to find out, you know, why are they doing better than we are? What are some of the things? Where, where do you start there? Well, first of all, I pick a minimum of three in the top ten. A minimum of three. So you've got a pretty good broad a number of them um, and try and keep them to be uh, try and make sure that the ones that you pick are similar to your company you know they seem to be pretty much on par there's nothing vastly different like again like amazon something like that it's just no no point <laughs> they're going to yeah. skew all the results because um, <laughs> uh, they can't really do anything wrong it seems uh, so okay so when we look at every single site and we'd say, all right, what are the obvious SEO indicators? I mean, those are just a given, right? We'd look at the titles, we'd look at the headings, all the stuff we'd normally do when we're doing optimization. Um, And, you know, in that we'd certainly compile what one of them might be doing more of. Um, Ironically, we go back to an old um, tool that we used to use back in the day, like 97 when keyword density worked. (laughs) (laughs) When it mattered to me? What's that? When it mattered, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) GRKDA, which is a great old little program. And I I use that just to get a picture of what – it it gives me stats. This this page has this two headings. This one has – and it it lets me do a sort of an overview of how each site is optimized. And I find that really helpful because then I can get a a good idea. And sometimes I even throw that into a chart. It's all about getting this huge, wide picture of all the data and trying to find any kind of pattern. Uh, that's what I love about it. Oh yeah, definitely. So, so there, there, there's a tool that I use. If someone can talk about cool tools, um, it, I can remember it's called Win Web Crawler, and basically it's a desktop crawler that you can send it out and crawl the site, and it'll produce a uh, if if a site is crawlable, you know, which is always handy. Uh, <laughs> 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 yes. It'll produce a spreadsheet, basically giving you a list of all the URLs that found on the site. It'll give you all the titles and metadata. Um, when the, if if you if you can call if you can crawl it when the last time the page is updated, how big the page is. That's an interesting tool from a competitive analysis standpoint, because now you get a really good picture. How big is the site? How many URLs? Um, you can get a real clean look at you know what are they targeting? How is it broken down from a you know content perspective? Because as long as they have titles and descriptions that are clean and good like that if they don't that's another that's another key that you can look at as well um to include in your reports you know these guys have lots of duplicate titles you know they're missing a bunch of descriptions those kind of things now that can be pretty overwhelming if it's a big big site so does it do a good job of making it easy to scan it, it it does. It's a it it'll put it'll punch out a spreadsheet. I mean, huh. all this stuff in a nice little spreadsheet, and you can sort it and just like you would with any data in a spreadsheet. Cool. I'm gonna give that a shot. I like it. Yeah. Um, I you just search for Web Win W I N Crawler. Um, I don't have a specific URL that I could give you for it. Is it a free program? No, it's not. It's a. I think it's about a hundred bucks. Oh, that's not bad though. It's not bad, yeah. especially if it's going to save you that much time. Um, yeah. And the other one that is free. Um, if you can figure out how to get it to work, <laughs> it's the IS SEO tool, uh, the one that uh, Bing or Microsoft. Oh, that's right. And yeah. that, if some, if your competitor has not blocked the IS tool, um, there you go. That'll do it all for you. Right. That's very true. A lot of it. Anyway. If you can get it to work. And I think just to clarify, getting it to work means you have to install it on IIS, an IIS server somewhere successfully. Yeah, and it doesn't sound – it sounds easy may, maybe for some. But when I did it, uh, I found out later on um, that it had to be on the latest, absolute latest version of Windows Server 
or Vista. You know, it was just like, oh, I, you know, I didn't have the time for this. Um, I don't keep everything up to date that much. You know, right. updates, yes, but not buying whole new products like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, anyways, that's a, that's a nice one. I, I've, I've yet to be able to use it, but I've heard good things about it. If you can't actually get it to you, it works. Did, ditto, yes. Um, okay, well, that's a good one. I like that. I'm going to give that a shot at some point. Um, so uh, another on-site concept is, is uh, index saturation, which is a fancy term for, you know, how, how much of your site has been indexed by the search engines. Right, um, and uh, I find that key because, of course, that, that's telling you whether or not you have any structural issues, whether your your um, your navigation and everything's way too deep for search engines to navigate, um, or perhaps it's just there's some major blocks and all that stuff. So, um, anyways, before we uh, move on to that, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll we'll get on a little more on an index saturation and some of the other cool stuff. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Does your website need a bailout? Looking for a conversion rate stimulus package? Do you need a website improvement to-do list? On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7, analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it so that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash ontarget. I'm Brian Eisenberg, and I approve this message. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Inboxed, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm with John Carcutt, SEO Manager for MediaWiz, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Uh, Say, so, uh, just a minute ago, we were talking about uh, uh, index saturation. So, in other words, how uh, far a, a search engine can actually uh, index your website and whether or not there's any issues. And if you're doing a competitor analysis, it would be quite handy. You can look at your competitors, find out their site is so well-designed, Every page is getting indexed, whereas yours isn't. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that can really make a difference. 
Not not to mention the fact that from a structural standpoint, but just the amount of content you have on your site. I mean, you can have a perfect structure and only have 10 pages on your website. Um, the site that, that has a semi-perfect structure and has 2,000 pages indexed is still stronger than your 10-page site. So um, I think it's the number of pages that you have indexed play a big key if your structure is sound enough, because that internal linking structure and those those links from page to page, you know, build that foundation. And if you have two thousand pages building a foundation versus ten pages building a foundation, uh, that that larger foundation is going to do better. Yeah, and you know, while you're doing this, there's certain things that are just sort of well, they just make sense when you're looking through the sites. Which one has better content? Right. That's another thing to throw to client. You know, if if they're not doing well, it's, look, you've got to bring your content content up to a new game, a new level, because um, your competitors are getting so many viral links because their content's so good. Yeah, and if they came to you with a specific keyword that the, the competitor is doing better on, um, you can probably find you know compare the two pages that both both companies are ranking for. You know, if we're talking about content from a targeting perspective, you know, how well are those pages each targeting that particular phrase? Mm, definitely. Uh, it, one of the things, actually, I was just doing before the, uh, we started the show is uh, uh, doing some of the geo site maps, uh, like we had we were talking about in the last show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's something too. You know, you've got to keep an eye out for the different types of site maps the cl- the, the competitors are using. Um, you know, if they don't have them, if they do, uh, a lot of the times the ones that are you know kicking butt in a competitive field will have a site map, at least one. Um, and you can look at just how – you can really get an idea for their, their marketing strategy by looking at how they've set up the sitemap. Because if it's, like I said, a competitive market, they're usually very, very particular about what they put in there. And the update frequencies and stuff actually have some reasoning behind them versus just being an automatic ad. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't disagree one bit. Um, though You have to remember, though – that's a good indicator, but the site net map itself is not going to play a specific role in getting that page ranked higher, the competitor's page being ranked higher than your page. No. Uh, what you might be able to determine, though, is you know either through the site map or through one of these other crawling tools that we talked about is whether the page that just started beating your page is new or not. Mm-hmm. So that kind of stuff can help as well. If it's a new page that all of a sudden showed up in the index and started beating yours, then that makes a difference when you're doing your analysis. Yeah, and one thing, too, we mentioned a second ago was index saturation. If, if your site isn't doing as well in terms of being indexed, um, perhaps the, the structure is fine. It just seems to be some oddity that Google's not getting in deeply. I, I actually did a little reading the other day and, and recalled that uh, one way of going about that is to change your sitemap um, to just focus on deep pages. You're not going to lose ranking because it's just a suggested place for Google to find new contents. So if you link to some of the stuff that's deeper in your site that hasn't been indexed, voila, you know, you've, you've given them a, a, a direct entry point, and that can help you get a few more um, indexed pages Just to, right. that came up the other day. Very good. Cool. Um, so uh, another one is local marketing optimization. Like you can look if you find out your your because a lot of people these days are, are focused on the fact that their competitors are doing better than them in the uh, local seven pack, no longer the ten pack, um, in, <laughs> in the uh, local results. And it could be that they've got uh, KML links on the site. Um, you know, th- th- those are the um, keyword 
a keyhole, sorry, keyhole mapping link, I think it is, or keyhole, ah, I've forgotten the full term for it. Anyways, it's from um, Google. These are the downloadable files. It has all the geolocation for your location and all that sort of stuff. Right. Um, they could have that. They could have the address on every page. They could um, have a geosite map. There's a whole bunch of stuff, too. And, and if you find that on their site and you don't have it, well, there's a go. there you go. You see that through all your competitors who are kicking, kicking your butt right now. There's another yeah. good example. And I think that ties into a lot of the things, because we've talked a lot about on your site, you know, and on your competitor site. But if someone's going as far as putting together local marketing optimization, they're looking at off-site factors, probably maybe a little deeper than you are for local search. Um, they might be getting into areas of off-site factors that, that you're not. So they're building up strength from that perspective and that's a very good to me that's a very good clue you know if they have one of these these uh, local based site maps you know they're looking outside they're looking at, at a wide variety of different marketing um, techniques and platforms and if you're not doing that and your competitor is you're behind yeah it's a really good you're right and it's it's and to perhaps further focus that it's it's an obvious example that they they know what they're doing and that uh they're on the cutting edge to some degree anyway um local mm-hmm. marketing and geosite maps and stuff are are still far from common so right. that's uh, they've got they've got some game <laughs> yes. and, and, you th- and you think about it competitor analysis is not that different than you analyzing your own site you got three things you got to worry about is your site crawlable do you have the right content and are you building links and your competitor has to worry about those exact three things. And when you're doing analysis, those are the main things you have to look at to analyze. Are they, are they, is that site crawled better than yours? Does that site have better content than yours? Does that site have better links building techniques and practices than you do? You know, to put it in a nutshell, those are the three main things. Yeah. Um, And that's a good segue into, well, the, probably one of the biggest factors, which is offsite. Um, and you know, you noted a few subtopics in terms of backlink analysis. Why don't you kick that off? Yeah, I mean, when I'm looking at offsite, when I'm doing a backlink analysis for a competitor, um, there's a ton of things we look at. But there's some of the basic ones are, uh, again, if you're looking at a certain term, um, and um, you're ranking for a certain page, and your competitor is ranking for a certain page, and you look at the two pages specifically, um, how many inbound links are there to that? page if it's a home page or if it's, it's a deep page in the site how many direct links inbound from an off-site are to that page and then at the same time you look at the overall site so um how many site how many links to this whole site versus how many links to our whole site and the reason you look at that is because what we talked about a minute ago they give you kind of an indicator are they better at link building than you if they have ten thousand links and you have 200 you got a long way to go to catch up. <laughs> yeah, I feel sorry for you then. Yeah, um, and, and you know, a great tool for that is uh, free as it gets is the Yahoo Site Explorer because uh, when you do a search on a, a competitor site, you can actually specify um, uh, in terms of the backlinks. You can say to this page only versus to the entire site, so you exactly. can get a good good perspective there. And now another thing, when you're looking at those links, and this, I don't think you can get this, I know you can't get this from Yahoo, but something you want to look at, again, if you're looking for a specific term, is anchor text of those links. How often are they using a, a variation of that specific term versus how often are you using a variation of that specific, specific term to your specific page? That makes a huge difference. Mm. Yeah, and, and one, again, another tool that I use for that is uh, OptiLink, um, which is a 
cool little program from WinRow Software because it, it can actually do a, a spider of a site and it will return um, kind of like, I guess, like the Win Web Crawler in a way. But in this case, it just focuses on links and it'll look for one linking to you and then it will um, outline all the tech, the uh, the text using the backlink so you can get an idea of just how focused they were when they were doing their their link building or whether or not these are all just really just viral from good content because if you see it all the same you know they're either buying them or they've done a really really intense link building campaign by calling people you know doing what it takes to get a link from a site exactly or they have they have the little page on their site that says if you want to link to us use this code and they got a lot of people to use it (laughs) (laughs) yes do people still do that these days without getting one back i don't know i don't know i mean i'm i guess it wouldn't hurt to have it on your site if you want to but i don't know how often it'd be used Yes. Um, yeah. But actually, we're still talking about links, but this is not an offsite issue. Um, but it's still a link issue that can help a specific page. You know, we talked about anchor text um, from offsite links, but the anchor text in your internal linkage, in, in your navigation, um, in linking to different pages through your site, that anchor text is just as important as offsite anchor text for, for specific targeted terms and if your competitor beats you on a phrase or not. Yeah, it's very true. And and actually, I want to touch on that in a sec, but before we do, we're going to take a quick break. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local Pages Affiliate Network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that tee shot. Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with localpages.com. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to prwebauthor.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online news release and content distribution service. Want to learn the biggest asset to driving online success? Let me introduce you to my expert advisor, PixelSilk. PixelSilk is a robust content management system built on a foundation to create online marketing success. It's the only content management system that offers keyword-specific SEO advice, can integrate with your shopping cart system, and offer multi-site management. PixelSilk frees my time while making my company's website easy to manage and promote. Even better, PixelSilk has been embraced by the SEO community. I'm Bruce Clay, and PixelSilk is the first CMS I have ever felt good about recommending. With this winning combination, we have all the tools we need. PixelSilk.com, the ultimate in SEO-driven CMS. 
Ecom Experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm with John Carcutt, SEO Manager for MediaWiz, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. All right, we were just talking about uh, the backlink analysis, um, in this case, it's anchor text. Um, and you know what? Uh, with that break, I totally forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were, we were talking about the, the internal anchor text in your navigation and internal links, how it's just as important. Right, and uh, you know, that's what I was going to say. Um, when you do some of these uh, researches on com- competitors, you might find that they've got very few uh, inbound links from external sites. Most of them are counted from their own site. It's really frustrating sometimes because it doesn't make any sense. I've seen some that are 95% all their own pages, and they're still kicking butt because they've got such a good anchor text system, I guess, in their site. Uh, I, it still baffles me sometimes. but I, I still think, and I'll, I will say this, that um, internal anchor text and internal link structure is one of the most underutilized portions of SEO as a whole. Yeah. It really is. If, if, if you become an expert at internal linking from an anchor text and structure standpoint, your site is going to rock. Yeah. And just like you said, Ross, I mean, you don't even have to have nearly as many inbound links as your competitor might if you've got a good structure internally and you've got lots of content and pages. Yeah, good and good content and, and everything's very relevant to the site. The theme is extremely strong. Um, you know, that's all huge. Um, another one that, that uh, added in there too is local links. Um, now, it, for me, that means um, links from... Uh, perhaps your local chamber of commerce. And again, this is focusing perhaps on local marketing. Now, why is this person getting a better ranking than me? Well, perhaps in, in the local seven pack, because they have links from local entities. And uh, that's that's pretty powerful. And, and how did they get them? Well, the chamber, they're probably, uh, maybe they were a guest speaker at a le- recent event. Maybe they, uh, um, they sponsored a recent event. It could be anything. Um, maybe they won an award. All these things are helpful. And, and in some cases, they've actually they found this link to them, and they thought, well, I really want to boost this because, you know, the Chamber's obviously got a lot of benefit, and they are linking to that to build the power of that page so that that's, again, forwarded onto them. Uh, there's a lot of clever ways to build that link popularity. And I, th- and I think to take take your local link thing just a step further, especially for, for you, Ross, say you're in Canada and you're targeting Google.ca and you and your competitor both have exactly 20 links and all the links are the same weight, but um, all yours are .ca links and only half of his are .ca links. For the .ca version of Google, you're probably going to do better. Yeah. So for, from if you're not – you know, in the U.S. or targeting just .com type of sites, if you if you're in a geo specific domain, um, that's a big factor as well. Yeah, good. We can go on and on on that one. I mean, I, yeah. everything could be your fact you've got a postal box or whatever instead of actually a, a firm address location. It can be uh, uh, <laughs> just go on and on and on. That the reasons why you may be doing better or they may be doing better than you. Um, uh, another one is uh, link networks. I love this. I love when I go in and I go and look in the back and, I, and the back of their 
sort of the back trunk and look at all the lakes pointing to them and find that, wow, those all look alike. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. And, yeah, and you can use tools like uh, uh, what's what's that site called? Uh, it's not who is that? Uh, shoot, domain tools. Domain, uh, on there, yeah. you can do. I think you have to pay for it now, unfortunately, but you can actually see who, um, what other sites they own, and you can also find out um, what is hosted on their own server. They may have multiple sites on their own server, which is a dead giveaway. Yeah, you can do. There's a bunch of reverse IP lookup tools out there. You don't. You don't necessarily have to pay for them. Yeah, that's true. But I, just to let you know, I, though it's it's kind of weird because I actually had this come up last week, where I was doing reverse IP lookups to find out, uh, you know, what domains were hosted on a specific IP address, and I used domain tools because I actually do pay for it. I remember it's a really good tool, um, but I went and looked at some of the free tools, and I used like four different tools, four different reverse IP tools. Every one of them gave me different results, <laughs> so I had no clue which one was right. So I ended up just combining them all and saying, these are all the domains hosted on this IP. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. I wonder I wonder yeah. if it's what they see from a different part of the net. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I haven't had enough time to actually try to figure out why I got those results or which ones were more accurate yet. They could um, all be right. <laughs> yeah. It just depend, depends on you know how they're pulling it and what they're pulling. Huh. You know, how the different domains are configured might be pulled different by different tools. Wow. Okay. Well, there's certainly a lot in that uh, as well. I mean, just just reverse IPs and stuff. Oh, it's awesome. And you feel really good. You feel like the, the cat that caught the bird. Uh, <laughs> when you find stuff like that, you're like, yes, I get to add some real juice to this result, uh, resulting report for the client because it's kind of fun. Um, another one's art- article syndication. If you notice that a lot of their links appear to be from places like Ezine articles and all that kind of stuff, you get a, a real idea that a lot of their links are not artificial, but you know they're not nearly as officious. Uh, uh, it's not someone actually saying, "Wow, the site rocks." No, it's that they've got this awesome article that did very well, and you can start to see that blog is their blogging is a, a huge key to their success. Correct, and then that brings up a, a good point too. It, it kind of steps into the uh, the realm of social media. We talk about blogs. Um, if all of a sudden a competitor decided to step into social media, it's a new marketing strategy for them. Um, they're going to start getting, if, if they do it correctly, they're going to start getting some new inbound links from a lot of these social media profiles and people talking about them in social spaces. Um, again, if they're doing that and, and you're not, they have a big advantage over you because they're generating a, a bunch of new links. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and another one is advertising partners. Um, yeah, who who are, who are they working with, and and perhaps they're scratching each other's back. Uh, if they are, um, there might be a, a room for another back scratcher. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why not take over? Uh, give them a better offer. Uh, it could be a number of things that uh, are working yet. And, and one I found it was a real gem a while back was uh, uh, a certain. Uh, I don't want to give it away in case it's still powerful, but there was a. Uh, <laughs> oh well, you're just, just gonna keep it all to yourself, aren't you? Yeah, all right, all right. It was uh, the W3C um, has a sponsors page, and at the time it was a PR nine, <laughs> and they had did, they didn't use no follows. Nice, yeah, and but, uh, that was but it, juicy. But if you're but if you're an ice cream truck salesman, it's not real relevant. No, no. <laughs> but you know what? I think it's a PR nine. 
I'm not that sure. That would help. Google's <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, PRNI linked to you? We don't but, care what it's about. <laughs> but, but, but if you're a web developer, jump all over that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. So there's a juicy one for you guys if that's still working. Um, I know it's uh, powerful the time. It's, only, it's, it's not cheap, but you know if you think about it, it is. It's 1000 a year to get a, a, that, that listing. Yeah, then that's that's cheap for a PR nine. Yeah, <laughs> most would sell their soul for that, so that's pretty nice. Yes. Um, but last I looked, it was no followed. However, and I looked again, and it wasn't. So who knows? It's and not, and then who knows the status of no follows anymore? Anyway, exactly, precisely. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I do know that I would expect that it's still considered a uh, negative. You know, it's certainly not going to help the links. Like if if someone no follows your link, it's it's certainly not going to help you a lot. Right. I I don't disagree with that. Well, I think uh, we must be uh, near the end of the show now. Well, I do want to say one more thing, though. If you're doing competitive analysis or you're having the competitive analysis done for you, I think, I I don't know if you offer this, Ross, but something that I think find very valuable and clients have found very very valuable in the past is competitive tracking. So you, you you set up we've set up this baseline of things you look at you know how much content are they having how what's their linking like are they participating in local or social or any of that kind of stuff and if you track that on a monthly or even just like every couple of week basis um, you're gonna find you're gonna walk, you're gonna be able to track what your competitors are doing and keep tabs on them you know if you see that they start being in social and all of a sudden they start doing a lot of social you know what their marketing strategy is and you can you know you can respond accordingly. So I don't think a competitive analysis is – it can be something. It's just like a one-time thing that you do. But it's really an ongoing process in my mind. I uh, quite agree. I mean at least when you're talking about a, a, a fairly substantial company that needs needs to keep in top, on top of the other guys that much. I mean a small business I think might that might be a bit overwhelming for them. But uh, yeah. It's true. But but if a significant portion of your revenue is driven by your website, I don't I don't care if you're a mom and pop selling, you know, teddy bear baskets out of your kitchen. If all your revenue comes from your website and you have this main competitor that keeps beating you out, then even at that point, I think it's worthwhile staying on top of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, at that point, like you say, it's uh, your livelihood. You better start doing whatever you can. Yeah. So, uh, well, thank you for, you know, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Step Forth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, SEO Manager for MediaWiz. Thanks for uh, joining us today. Um, my Twitter ID is at Ross Dunn, and John's is? At John Carcutt, and I actually have made a list for our listeners, so let me know if you listen. Hit me up on Twitter. Um, you know, send me a tweet, and I'll add you to the list. We'll get us a big list of uh, SEO 101 listeners. Excellent. It could be embarrassing, you know, if there's only two on there, though. We got, ten, we got ten so far, but I think half of them are like you and me and some of us. <laughs> so. Well, thank you very much, and uh, keep in mind that uh, the show is every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. And uh, you know, if you've got any questions for us, please do give me an email or John an email or just tweet us. Uh, my email address is ross at stepforth.com. And John's is? I'm jcarcutt at mediawiz.com. Great. Have a great week, all. All Bye-bye.
holidays are doubly important this year, so make your celebrations doubly special. At Kroger, we've got a huge selection of high-quality meats on top of fresh, natural produce, like fresh, never-frozen prime-grade beef and our simple truth organic Brussels sprouts, or delicious king crab legs with our private selection gourmet potatoes. Whew, had to say that doubly fast. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone.